0: Welcome to the learning to slay the beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome like anxiety, health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to connect with you this week. We have a really fun episode. Today, we're welcoming Abby Lutes. She is an astrologer and a night sky guide. She works with those seeking to connect with their highest self. And today, she's going to share with our audience the astro energies of 2024. And I'm so excited to hear what is in store for us. We have a great conversation where she gives us a little bit more of an understanding of astrology. She helps me to understand because I'm kind of a beginner in terms of knowing the different terms and what everything means. And I really loved this conversation. It's so much fun. And I hope you enjoy this look at 2024 with Abby Lutes. Welcome, Abby, to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? Pretty good getting into the new year and excited to talk to you a little bit about uh, things from the astrology perspective. But I thought, why don't we start with you giving us a little bit about your background?
1: Mm, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. This year has started off a little bit slower, I suppose. Um, But yeah, about me. <laughs> I um, am an astrologer and I work with people to help them to connect to their higher self. But before doing this, I have done many, many things. Um, prior to this, I'm also a tour guide. So I uh, run tours out in central Australia and I get to sleep under the night sky and see the stars every single night. So I absolutely uh-huh. love connecting in with the real you know, the real time, the real nature. A lot of astrologers just read astrology from the chart, but I actually like to um, learn about the astronomy of everything because really astrology and astronomy, I believe, are one and the same prior to um, prior to this I was working as a massage therapist and I worked with school kids which I took on tours overseas um, I love snowboarding so I was living up in the mountains in Australia can you believe it we you know we still have a little bit of snow here sometimes <laughs> oh, wow. um, before that I spent three years living in Canada which was incredible I um I used to be an elite level athlete and I, you know, I had done that for so much of my twenties and in my teens and I had come to kind of the end of the road. And I guess I, I felt like I was at the end of the road and, you know, I started looking for things that I really wanted to do. And I, um, And I never thought that I'd wanted to travel, but, um, my cousin, she had traveled everywhere and she'd lived in so many different places. And she just kept saying to me, Abby, you would love traveling. So one day I just decided that I was going to head to South America. I booked a ticket. I quit my job. I packed up everything and I went off to travel through South America, um, I was having so much fun that I didn't want to come back to Australia. And so I decided to get a working holiday visa for Canada and um, I had studied massage before leaving Australia. So I you know i was really worried about getting a job after you know having not have had a job like i used to work in event management and so i, I was always of the idea that if you don't have a job you can't get a job so packing up and leaving and traveling was really huge for me <laughs> but um i i did it anyway and when i landed in canada and i got my working visa i found that there were so many opportunities and I had jobs coming at me left, right and center. So I lived in Canada for three years and I traveled around the States quite a lot and absolutely loved my time there. So that's a little bit of a short background about me. I got into astrology or I have always been interested in astrology, I should say. I was interested when I was a kid and my mom would always bring me um, these books of, of astrology. And I like loved reading (laughs) about myself (laughs) I guess I'm a Leo right and Leo one of the energies of Leo is they're very self-focused and so it was no wonder that I loved reading all about Leo. Um, I'm also a bit of a minimalist so when I was having a bit of a turning point in my life in 2019 I um, realized that all the books that I had kept on my bookshelf were astrology books and so I was like there's something more to this. And started listening, tuning into podcasts, reading more books, taking courses. And sure enough, um, went back to that thing that I was so interested in as a child. And yeah, now I'm a a practicing professional astrologer.
0: Wow, that's so amazing. So how, whereabouts in Canada were you? Were you like all over the place?
1: No, I actually was in one spot. I had, my cousin had recommended I go to a place called Fernie, which is in, um, in British Columbia, near the border mm. of Montana. And I, I had a friend that was living in, in Fernie. And so I was like, this will be my first stop. And I got to Canada thinking, you know, I'm just going to stay for the ski season. I love snowboarding and let's do a winter. But when I was finishing up the winter, everyone was telling me, summer is so much better you want to stay and do all the hiking and the biking and it's just incredible and so i decided to stay and then that turned into three years in canada
0: <laughs> oh wow oh, that's amazing yeah i'm in ontario canada so a little oh, bit yeah, uh, than bc but yeah just uh, quite quite interesting that you uh ended up in the same country that's very cool yeah,
1: yeah i think australians are very drawn to canada because I mean, a lot of us are very adventurous and, you know, one thing that Canada has that Australia doesn't have in the scale is the ski fields. Right. And the mm. snow is incredible in Canada. <laughs> and so that is why you'll find so many Australians in, in the ski fields in Canada.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, in particularly B.C., for sure. They they've got the best, I think, in Canada. So pretty amazing. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: So that's great. And I mean, it explains a little bit about kind of that interest that you've had in astrology. And it's so funny, because when you said you're Leo, I don't know, I just kind of thought you might be so that's weird. I don't, (laughs) I'm not sure why. But um I know some people have varying degrees of knowledge about astrology. Um, I'm a Capricorn. But beyond that, there are so many like things that people throw around, like something is rising or something's in retrograde and all these things that kind of affect your sign or astrology. And I wondered if you could just do like a little astrology for dummies. Like something that could kind of just quickly give people a little understanding of what um what you're talking about, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love this question because Astrology in itself is quite simple if I explain it. It's a um, correlation between the planets in the sky and the movements of the planets, and that really mirrors the energy. So it's the correlation of the planets moving in the sky and what is happening here on Earth, all right? So the astrology is said what is happening in the skies is said to mirror the energy of what is happening down here on Earth. Now let's go a little bit further. If we're looking at people's astrology, we can look at the sky. The minute that we take our first breath, we take a snapshot of the sky. Where are the planets? What signs are the planets in? And how does this show up for you, essentially? So your birth chart or your natal chart is a snapshot of the sky the moment that you took your first breath. So you're a Capricorn. What this really means is that your sun or the sun – was in Capricorn in the in the sign of Capricorn when you were born. Now you asked about the rising sign essentially the rising sign the rising or the ascendant point is not a planet so to speak in the sky it is a significant point it is the point that is on the eastern horizon the minute that you take your first breath and this is said to be the energies that we rise with what we are bringing into the world the way that we show up how other people see it this is why the rising or the ascendant i use those terms interchangeably because it's essentially the same thing but this is why it's such a significant point. You know, and then we have the moon in a sign. We have Mercury in a sign, Venus in a sign. Every planet is in a sign. So that really, you know, we can really look at what are the qualities of that sign and what, how does that um, merge with the planets. If we have a look at our natal chart, I like to describe it as a bit of a stage play kind of analogy. So if the planets are representing all the different personalities, if, for example, in our stage play, there would be all the different characters in the stage play, then we have our signs. So the planets are the physical things and they are in the locations of, or they're in the locations of the signs. So in our stage play analogy, the signs are like the costumes. So if... You know, we have a planet that is signifying, you know, the qualities of the mother. Um, that's the character. Then the sign will flavor that in terms of the costume that it wears. So it might be uh, bold, it might be shy, it might be outgoing. There's so many various characteristics that it can show up in. And then we have the houses, and in our stage play, these are like the the different stages that we play out in. So. Is this playing out in my myself, in my body? Is this playing out in my health, my relationships, my career? Where is this energy significant in my life? So that's a bit of a rundown on natal astrology. If we're looking at our personal astrology, now when you talk about retrogrades and um, eclipses and all these types of things, we're looking that is looking at the current astrology that is going on. So, you know, we often hear about Mercury retrograde and this happens three times a year. And so this is the current astrology, what is happening right now. And this is how we can forecast with astrology and we can read charts and we can merge the energies of your personal chart with what is going on in the current time and and get a bit of a forecast. How's that making sense for you?
0: Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah, there's a whole bunch to do with kind of when you specifically were born, but then there's like things that are going on even day to day that then it all kind of comes together. Okay.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you got it. (laughs) All right. That does make sense. Okay. Um, And so I guess also we hear a lot about kind of predictive, almost astrology in terms of like when we're having a new year, like we've just entered 2024 and, and that, you know, we can talk about what that year is going to look like. Is there anything kind of that you're coming up with in terms of 2024 that might be interesting to our guests?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would like to say one thing first is that astrology is a tool and, um, we need to be able to access our intuition first and mm-hmm. foremost, because if we don't have an inner guide that is telling us something that is—is is this right or is this wrong—then um, you know we we really like this is the foundation of what we need to start in our you know personal growth and personal evolution. On that we on top of that we can add this beautiful tool of astrology, and you know. I am an astrologer and I t- interpret things in certain ways. Other astrologers may interpret things in other ways. And so there is a, a variety of ways we can interpret things in. And so sometimes if I'm saying something, it might not land or it might not resonate with someone. And that's when we use our intuition. If I'm working okay. with clients, I always say, you know, if i if something's not resonating, tell me and I'll look further in the chart or I'll give you a, I'll see if I can interpret this in a different way. So I like to say that first because, you know, I'm not going to tell you the answers or I'm not going to tell you how it's going to be. I'll just give you an interpretation. But back to 2024, there are lots of exciting things happening for sure. Um, And the, you know, the, the first thing I want to talk about that you know, a lot of astrologers are talking about is that Pluto is moving signs. Pluto is moving into Aquarius. It has finished its time in Capricorn and it's moving into a new sign. So Pluto is the furthest planet out from the sun and it only changes signs every 15 to 20 or so years so it's a pretty big deal but the Mm -hmm. themes that are going to play out are generational they're going to play out over the next 20 years but we are on the precipice of this change so Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 Pluto represents transformation. It, re- it represents death and rebirth, power, secrets. It can represent struggles as well. Uh, when it's in Capricorn, Capricorn represents structure, it represents discipline traditions it can be also associated with government so when you look at the two those two energies together you sort of can understand why there has been all this turmoil and um, changes in in our underlying structures and foundations that we see throughout governments across the world I suppose mm-hmm. and what is happening Capricorn moves into Cap, uh into a i'm getting tongue-tied now pluto moves into aquarius aquarius is very different to, to capricorn aquarius is more about the collective it's about the people it's about um future uh future changes innovation technology um space travel all these incredible amazing themes and so what, what is happening is Pluto is coming into this area of Aquarius to transform. And, you know, a lot of people are saying this time might look like a bit of power to the people, right? Um, so that is happening. That actually um, happens in here in Australia. It's the 21st. So it will be the 20th or the 21st of January. Uh, Pluto will move into Aquarius Till around about september then we'll move back into capricorn just for a few months because it is in a retrograde phase and then at the end of november it will be in aquarius until 2024 so these are major sort of generational changes um so that's a pretty incredible thing that is happening in 2024
0: oh wow okay so sorry in november it'll move and it'll how long will then it stay in aquarius for a while
1: about 20 years. So 2024. So over these next 20 years, we're going to see a lot of changes. When this last occurred, it was roughly 250 years ago, but it was a time when, you know, the French, we saw the French Revolution, um, Uranus was discovered. There was also the American constitution, the very first one that was all these things that were quite revolutionary. And so you know what we what we could we expect? Um, well, I know for sure that we're going to see the um, we're going to see technology pick up. We're already seeing this with AI, uh, and mm-hmm. you know things are just going to start to happen really fast. But there are going to be revolutionary changes in in our world. Hmm.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah. So another thing that is happening in, in 2024 is that Jupiter is also moving signs. Jupiter moves signs about every year. And Jupiter is the planet of good fortune, abundance, prosperity, um, opportunities. And so Currently, Jupiter is in Taurus and Taurus is all about being grounded, being stable. And so when Jupiter moves through a sign, it's about expanding these areas of our life. And so um, Jupiter moving into Gemini, Gemini themes are very social. They're very intellectual. This is an air sign. So it's um, up in the head. Uh, It can be lots of thinking. Um, Gemini is fast energy. And so Jupiter is going to expand all of that, all of that. Jupiter moves into Gemini at the end of May. And so we're going to see the pace of life pick up, I think, lots of information. And this this could be, in a, you know, we can look at astrology in a positive light and we can look at the shadow themes as well. So it just depends on which energy we are calling in and actually working with. So, you know, we could see a lot more a lot more socialising, a lot more opportunities, ideas coming in, the pace of life quickening up. In the more shadow side of things, we could see lots of people. Uh, Gemini is responsible for anxiety and that comes from overthinking, right? So we need to be careful that we are putting in practices to make sure that we're um you know, we're tapping into our self-care so that we're not going to get caught up in this energy of overthinking that's going to the pace of life p- picking up and fastness and how do we ground in and, and keep ourselves stable and in a calm and relaxed space, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that does for sure. Okay.
0: Um, One thing I wondered as you're talking about both Jupiter and um, – Sorry, what was the other one? Pluto. Um, Does it affect all the signs the same then? So say I'm a Capricorn and like the example of Pluto and it changing from Capricorn, like does that become negative if you are a Capricorn or it doesn't affect the specific signs?
1: I mean, it definitely does. If you have planets in Capricorn, then what this means is that the sun or the, so Pluto has been very close to these planets, essentially. So that has a big impact on your life. You know, as a Capricorn sun, there would have been a point where Pluto was coming over and sitting exactly in the same point where your son was when when you were born and so this this is big transformational energy when we are looking at um, looking at astrology in this way, we can really see a lot from the rising sign. So if you know what your rising sign is, which is determined from your time of birth, then we can sort of see how this is going to play out and where this is going to impact you in your life. So um, because we can say, you know, As an example, I'm a Capricorn rising. So Pluto has been transiting through my first house, which is all about myself, my identity, my body. And if I look back over the time that Pluto's been in Capricorn and I look back to 2008 from when it first moved in, I am a completely different person. It has completely transformed me over this long-term time. And now it's going to be shifting into my second house. And this is the area of my life about which is associated with my resources, the things that I value, and my financial position. So now Pluto is going to be working with all of these areas in my life, even if I don't have planets in this part of my chart. I actually do. I have the moon in Aquarius, so it's going to um Pluto is going to come in contact with my moon energy, but even if I didn't, I can see that Pluto is going to be working with all these themes um, of the second house for for me in my astrology chart. Does that make sense for you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. So, like, there is an impact, and it, uh, that you know, so sort of generally, we'll see these things, but like per person and their individual,
1: yeah, signs, um, it may look a little different, I guess. Absolutely. I think it comes back to look, absolutely. If you are, you know, if you know your sun sign and if you're an Aquarius sun sign, absolutely this transit with Pluto coming into Aquarius is going to have an impact. Same goes with Jupiter moving into Gemini. If you're a Gemini sun sign, it is going to have an impact. Um, But, you know, even. We have all astrology signs within us and it just depends on where they're playing out in our life. And um, we can really look to our chart to see where that is happening.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. Really, really cool. Um, anything else that you kind of want to flag mm. for 2024? Like either, you know, related to events that you are thinking or, um, or specific signs, like, are there specific signs that you're um, really going to watch in 2024? Maybe Aquarius, if, if yeah. Pluto, you know, Pluto's moving into there, um, maybe Gemini, I suppose,
1: um, for yeah. Jupiter, but
0: yeah, anything else?
1: Yeah, I think I think you're getting the hang of it here. So <laughs> for um for Aquarius this is going to be a big time and same goes for Gemini with the sun uh, with Jupiter moving in there. There are a few other things that I want to talk about. I mean, every year we have Mercury retrograde. We have three of them. Um, this this year they're going to be happening in fire signs. Mercury retrograde is a time of just slowing down and going um, you know, it's not a time for starting things. When planets are retrograde, it's said that the energies are reversed. So Mercury is the planet of communication, technology uh, and and short-term travel. So, you know, when we have Mercury retrograde with that energy turning reversed, this is why we experience communication breakdowns or mix-ups with our travel plans Um these types of energies so what we want to be doing is instead is really going um having a a chance to relax having a chance to rest having a chance to rethink um hmm, like what what is my communication style what how do i what is my relationship to technology and how can i improve that what do i actually want for that in my life because Mercury retrogrades are happening in fire signs, there's going to be a bit more um, fire represents like passion and um, igniting uh, and magnetism and intuition. So that's all going to drop in in our Mercury retrograde timeframes. Fire is also burning and it's very hot, right? So we need to be take care that we're not going to get frustrated, we're not going to burn out, um, these types of things. We also have eclipses that happen every year. So this year's eclipses uh, will start off happening in March and April. This is the first pair. The second pair happens in September, October. Now, eclipses are major endings and major beginnings. So that energy is also very powerful. What I do want to mention that is unique to 2024, two more things, (laughs) is we have, I talked about Jupiter jupiter is actually going to be making an alignment with uranus now uranus is the planet that i like to call the disruptor it's shaking it shakes things up a bit it's uh responsible for chaos it's responsible for our individual expression being a rebel um and changes and so You know, I already talked a little bit about Jupiter, which is the expander. It is the positive, good, fortunate planet. And so when planets come into alignment with one another, they really, their energies merge. So when this alignment occurs on the, it'll either be the 20th or the 21st of April, depending on your time zone, we're going to expect, you know, Pleasant surprises, maybe in a big scale way, that drop in. You know, Uranus is changes that we're that are unexpected, or maybe like having a, a revolution, like or having. You know what. something that just popped into your brain that really is quite um, positive or fortunate, that is, that is going to potentially even change your life depending on how impactful and where this is playing out in your personal chart. So that's a really exciting, um, exciting thing that's happening with Jupiter and Uranus. And the last thing that I wanted to mention is Mars is actually going retrograde also. Now every planet goes retrograde and um Mars just is the rarest it doesn't it only does its retrograde cycle every 2 years now the thing about Mars retrograde is that Mars is the planet that wants to move forward it wants to charge ahead it wants to get things done and it wants to take action on things it's typically known as the god of war so it can also be responsible for anger frustration and you know um, inflammation, I suppose. So this quality, this, if you think of Mars as a person, someone that, you know, wants to go forward, if they're told that they have to stop and go backwards, or, you know, they have to stop and rest, they don't really like that. Okay. So that's, what's going to happen with Mars. And what happens when we have Mars retrograde? What I often see is this feeling of people tend to feel stuck. They could also experience burnout. They might be experiencing something in their bodies that is, you know, inflaming them. And so this is a time that we really, really need to be careful. Um, Mars is a planet that is <laughs> contains a lot of iron. And, um, you know, this is going a little bit further but in we can look at you know how astro- astrology plays out in our body now i was actually studying this topic of astrology it's called medical astrology and i was studying this a couple of years ago when mars was retrograde and i was seeing that mars has uh you know, related to the blood, related to iron, related to moving forward. And I was having all these troubles with my iron during this time and en- ended up having to get an iron infusion. And it's funny that that is such a common thing that happens in a Mars retrograde cycle. So reeling it back, we really need to be careful that we're not doing things, going a million miles an hour, leading into burnout, to what, this is going to happen in, toward the end of this year and into 2025. We want to make sure that if we are getting the signs and signals that we need to rest, that we're actually doing that. We're actually taking note and, you know, everything happens in cycles and that's, that's how change occurs. And so we, we need to learn to rest so that we can refuel and then move forward at the right time.
0: Okay. I think that's definitely good advice and a, a really wonderful heads up kind of on <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. how the year may, may go. So that's, that's really interesting. And I love that you even talked a little bit about the eclipse stuff. Cause yeah, that was something else that it's like, you know, you hear all this stuff, but you don't really know what it means and how it all kind mm. of comes together.
1: Mm, absolutely. And yeah, eclipses do happen every, every year. And so You know, depending on where they're happening, if they're happening around one of your natal placements or planets, then they can have a big impact on your life. And, you know, equally too, an eclipse could be happening and not really impacting you. It really depends on your chart and where things are playing out for you.
0: And so in terms of charts, like what is the best or is it something that people can start to look into themselves, like maybe get a book or is it best to kind of work with somebody? I've just never went that far. I've always kind of read my little horoscope for just my, you know, Capricorn, but not beyond that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can look up your chart. There are many chart calculators online. You can look that up online and it will... um it will give you descriptions of, you know, what your Venus signs mean, what you'll be able to for sure find out what your rising sign. You do need to know your birth time and Mm -hmm. birth date and place, of course. Um, And you can get, you can get, um, you can look at these chart calculators online. But really, if you think about it, they are, it's, it's like a plug and play, right? Everyone that sees, um, you know, a Capricorn rising is going to get the same message. We really need okay. to look deeper to see, you know, what, how, how are those points playing out? You know, if, if your son has, um, for example, Venus sitting right next to each other, then that's going to play out differently to if Venus is sitting opposite your sun. So, By all means, yes, you can teach yourself astrology, you can learn online, um, but it is quite complex. And so when you have an interpretation and have your chart read by an astrologer, then that's when you can really start to understand the language of your chart and how your personality is. And it's really just confirming because it's a very conversational type of engagement when you read a chart, it's... You know, I will look at people's charts that I have never met and then do a reading and people are just surprised at how accurate it is. And I say to them, well, I'm actually just reading the language of astrology that I see in your chart. So it can be very mathematical in in that regard.
0: Mm. And so... I've heard some people say that they sometimes check multiple horoscopes um, for different signs. Like is that looking at your rising sign or is that like if they were maybe born later in the month and they're like, or made later in the, the cycle. And so they're like, I might straddle both. Um, is that recommended at all?
1: Yeah. Great question. So I always recommend that you, read your sign your horoscope for your rising sign as well as your sun sign there is so many different types of astrology and oftentimes horoscopes are written from the perspective of the rising sign this is how we can see you know where things are happening in your life the rising sign sets up your chart and it can really tell me like what is happening in the area of relationships for you what is happening in your career and so oftentimes horoscopes are written from this perspective there's also another branch of astrology that um, says that if you don't know your rising sign we can just put the sun in the first house in this in this rising area of your chart and that can be very relative as well and that's why both of them um, the sun and the rising can both relate Uh, you can also read your you know, your star signs for the moon, but it's, it may not be as accurate. It really just depends on the perspective that the horoscopes are written from.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. So, and that can change just based on whoever is putting that together kind of thing.
1: Yeah. But to be honest, like I would say most horoscopes are written from the point of the rising sign and, you know, there's, For example, there's a way that you can write to a Leo, if that makes sense. So if I'm writing a Leo horoscope, I know that Leos just want to be seen. So I'm going to use language that is, um, you know, that is what a Leo wants to hear, essentially. This is how we can communicate, and this is why our sun sign can also land quite strongly as well.
0: Mm, Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Wow. There's, there's so much to learn. I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface, but uh, you know, that's what I was kind of hoping to do, right. Just get a little bit more into this and, and hear about the upcoming year. Is there anything else um, in terms of advice, um, tips or tools that you kind of want to share with listeners?
1: Yeah. I mean, astrology is, you're absolutely right. It's so complex and there are so many avenues that you can dive down, but The one thing that I really love about astrology, especially if you are, you know, on a journey where you're, you know, discovering yourself or perhaps you realise there's something, you know, more to life, you know, astrology is really confirming to show you why you are the way you are. And then Mm -hmm. further to that, we can look for clues in our chart as to why am I like this or why do I always just as an example you know why am I always challenged in relationships when my friend just has it so easily or why am I so successful as in in my health and fitness it just comes so naturally yet I look at my friends and they really struggle and they don't like exercise these are the types of things we can find in the chart and then to take it one step further we can say well I can see why I have been challenged in my area of relationships. What do I need to do? Because I can see this alignment. I can see that I need to have good boundaries. I need to have a good foundation or perhaps I need to go out and be more social to bring that into my life. So we can really look to the chart for clues as to why we are the way we are and it can really give confidence in ourselves and know that we have this unique blueprint that is teaching us and showing us everything that we can see about our life it really is so incredible
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure and i mean it's yeah it's it's kind of sometimes they can make it generic but i like when you get deeper into it that then it gets more specific to you so that's really neat
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, horoscopes are always, you know, we I, I don't think that you can put people into 12 categories and that's what horoscopes try to do. But when you see um, your own chart and you have a personal reading, it really shows you that there are just so many different iterations that can play out in one personality. It's really fascinating. Wonderful. And do you do
0: personal readings then, like online or in person?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I do readings. I have a few different types of readings that I offer. I do them live, uh, over, over video call. And I also, um, do them in not a live space where I, You know, I'll get the client's details and send them an audio recording. I also currently have some reports for 2024. So if you want to see how the energies are playing out for you in 2024, um, I can write up a little report for you. And yeah, that is that is how I use the astrology.
0: Wonderful. No, that's really neat. So how can listeners find out more about you if they're interested um, in connecting? Is it best through social media or your website?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok and, and Facebook as well. I'm at Stars by Abby. I also have a website, which is abbylutus.com, where you can go and find out all about my readings. Uh, I write horoscopes as well, so you can sign up to get your horoscopes sent out to you every month. Um, and, yeah, I'm doing a lot in this in this space at the moment.
0: Perfect. Oh, that sounds so great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I don't want to keep you anymore, but I really enjoyed this. This was such a fun thing to learn about. Um, I think I like horoscopes because it's it's positive, right? Like it's usually like a really positive, inspiring um, space.
1: Absolutely. Um, one more thing is, I also have a podcast. It's called oh. Secrets of the Stars, and on there, I um, yeah, I, I'm looking currently into the energies of 2024. So I take a deep dive. I'll expand on all the things that I've talked about today, and yeah, every month I show up and I talk about the energies of the month, as well as sharing, you know, a little bit more about astrology and the different types and um, all the different techniques and how we can understand ourselves better through this lens.
0: That's wonderful. Okay, I will check that out personally. But I'll also link it up in the show notes so that people can click and find um, the website and, and the podcast and everything
1: else. That sounds great. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. It's been really fun chatting with you today.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Abby Lutes for the conversation that we had all about 2024. I learned so much. I, I really think astrology is so neat. I even looked into my rising sign after. Um, and so I've, I've just been learning a little bit more. And it's been really exciting. I actually did it for my whole family, just with an online tool. And we were looking at how um, close some of the reading um, and specifics were to, to our personalities. So it's it's just so fun. If you do want to connect with Abby, you can connect with her through Instagram at starsbyabby or her website, abbylutes.com. It's A B B Y L E W tas dot com and definitely um, connect with her because it just she's so wonderful to talk to and so knowledgeable. I hope that everybody is doing well in this new year and that this gives you a little bit of insights and hope for what this year might bring. If you do have suggestions of what you'd love to hear on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me at sarahladygluten on Instagram or at real life project co at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I've gotten some great show ideas from listeners recently and I'm really excited to follow up on those. So always, always appreciate those coming in and I hope that everyone is doing well and we will connect soon. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at SarahLadyGluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore gluten-free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit ko K O F I dot com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.